Hey, I'm Erin Bridgman, a money mindset and management coach for the creative entrepreneur. I'm the girl behind the wealthy woman movement that's reaching thousands and expanding each and every month. And I'm so glad you've decided to join this community too. Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast for creative female entrepreneurs looking to get strategic with their money. I believe that wealthy women will change the world. And in this podcast, we include money-related mindset and management tips and practical business advice you can apply right away. No fluff here. It's time to take action. Let me shoot it to you straight. Talking about money is like talking about sex. It's vulnerable and uncomfortable, but so necessary. And that's why I've created a judgment-free zone where women like you can trade the shame and money skeletons in your closet with empowerment and confidence that helps you master your money. I'm both the creative and the nerd, the no bullshit friend and your hype girl. And I'm excited to be your guide on your money journey. All your dreams are tied to money. So it's time to get that money working for you so you can make your dreams a reality together. Your business should be the catalyst to living your dream life. So don't let your money be the obstacle. Grab your notebook and your favorite drink and let's dive in. Hello, wealthy women. Welcome to another episode of the Wealthy Woman Podcast. Okay, I'm super excited to have Ashley Green on the podcast today. Welcome, Ashley. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, I, we were obviously chatting before we pressed record and I feel like I have a new busy business bestie. Um, I love it. We have so many people in common already. I like so much chemistry. I'm like, oh, oops, I guess we should press record. So (laughs) I'm excited for us to dive into expanding our businesses, expanding our wealth through Pinterest marketing. But before we get into all things Pinterest, which I have a lot of questions about um can you just tell the audience a little about you like outside of business and then talk to us about your business too yeah of course so um my family and I just like relocated to Hawaii I feel like this is the most exciting thing in my life right now I'm like where do you live you're like we just moved to Hawaii I'm like okay cool yeah so this summer we moved from Colorado to Oahu um which is like our favorite dreamy like place ever we just all three of us love it um and we had dreamed about coming forever so I think it was like this perfect storm of reasons and we just decided, um, like a little over a year ago, like we're, we've got to figure out how to do this. Um, and so I pivoted, like made this big shift from like a product-based business where I was selling cookies. Um, so local, but also shipping, but like very dependent on me creating a product, um, and completely shut that down and pivoted to marketing strategy so that I could be, like have that freedom and flexibility to move to Hawaii. (laughs) So here we are. And what do you like, what do you love about Hawaii? Like, what do you love to do? Do you surf? Do you like, what do you love out there? Um, Okay. So I love the weather. I hate to be cold. I Colorado is such a beautiful place, but it's cold a lot of the time. And the weather here is so beautiful. Everything's like green and growing and yeah, we surf, like we've been surfing every single day when my husband gets home from work and Lily gets off school, we all like head in our little surf van and go down to the beach and surf. It's been so did fun. You, did you surf before you moved there? Like, 
so we started visiting friends out here like probably five years ago and so we were like playing around like learning trying but never like it's just in the last few months that I'm like actually like figuring it out and like catching waves and standing up and like doing it do you love it it's I love it more than anything like it's I it's so fun to me (laughs) I used to go for runs in California and like in the mornings and see the surfers surfing. And I would just think to myself, what have I done with my life? Like, this is like, I don't know how to surf. And that looks like the most fun ever. And I have, I have, I need to go figure out how I'm going to figure out. You need to come visit me and we'll surf. It is so like, I really love yoga. Like, and it, and it reminds me of like the same, like it's very mindful, but it's also in the water and it's also in the sunshine. It's just like everything that makes me happy. It's so wonderful. I'm booking the ticket. (laughs) Oh, so fun. Um, cool. So you used to sell cookies and tell me about that business like a little bit. So obviously you had a huge pivot pivot recently, but you sold cookies and were incredibly successful at it, I'm assuming. And now you're pivoted, which I love that you're just helping people hold the space of belief that you could totally change your business to fit your lifestyle. But tell us about the cookies. Yeah. So that's kind of a fun story too. So like it's been almost five years ago, I guess we, um, so my husband and I were struggling with infertility, decided that we wanted to adopt, um, and adoption in the U S is it's wild. It's very expensive to like go through that whole process. Um, and so at the time it just wasn't something that we like had the extra funds for. So I came up with an idea that I really love to decorate sugar cookies. I like baking, I was going to sell 10,000 cookies and that would be how I would like come up with the money for this process. <laughs> I think we talked um, about, I'm mean, a total Enneagram seven. <laughs> so I was like, let's make cookies. <laughs> so it was called 10,000 cookies was the business name. Um, and I just started like marketing online and it grew like crazy. I mean, it was just a fun story. People like being part of it. It was it just was fun. And so sold 10,000 cookies, like in the first year, um, while I was still working, like this was very, like, I hadn't actually like acknowledged the fact that this was a business yet. Like I was considering it like a side thing. <laughs> I was like 10,000 cookies in, Maybe <laughs> I should think about this. Yeah. So uh, like, by the time I hit that goal, I was like, oh, wow. Like I kind of need to just like turn this into a business or, or shut it down. Like this is too much to do on the side. (laughs) So I went all in with the cookies and I was, um, like shipping, um, a subscription box of cookies, um, like across the whole country, um, doing local custom orders. I had a cookie class where I was teaching people how to decorate. It was really, really fun. Um, but throughout that whole process, I kept learning, like my favorite part about running the business was learning how to market it. I, I just like kept going. I loved learning like this, like social media and email marketing and growing an audience. And so I just kept like taking courses and learning more and like practicing. Um, and so eventually it kind of got to this place where it was like, well, what I really, really want is the freedom and the flexibility to like go where I want. And I can't do that when I'm tied down to a bakery. So by taking all of the marketing things I had learned, I could like 
apply that to other people's businesses. And that's kind of where that shift came from, which seems kind of random, but it actually like all came together. Absolutely. And I love that part of your story of like, first of all, you're like, this is expensive and I'm going to find a way to make money. Mm -hmm. Like that just belief of like money is available to me and I'm going to figure out how to make it. And then you're like, yeah, then you're like, okay, I want to pivot. And now you've pivoted and you're just like such a testament to like, you can chase after what you want and it's available to you. So thanks for being an example of that for us. Thank you. So Pinterest is, I know what we're specifically talking about today. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of like your main way that you love marketing? Why Pinterest? Or like, what do you kind of encapsulate inside of your marketing business now? Yeah. So I did choose like, it's funny. Cause it's all like, we're all just learning as we go. Right. So when I first started, I was offering a lot of options um, for marketing, you know, like trying to help people in a bunch of different ways. And I found out pretty quickly, like it's hard to be the most effective when you're all scattered like that. So I was really thinking through like, where do I think that I can help creative businesses, specifically like creative business owners make the most impact. Um, And Pinterest is absolutely where I found myself. Like that's where I love creating the most. Um, and it's the, the way that I love supporting creative business owners the most, because I kept finding over and over, um, kind of this idea of like, people are tired of trying to keep up with all the trends, um, and run a business at the same time. Like it, they're, they don't want to be full-time content creators. They want to be business owners. And so learning like new platforms and constant content creation was just like wearing people out. Um, and Pinterest is unique in that it's, it's not really a social media, it's a search engine. Um, so you can be way more strategic about it and have your content grow for years versus just being seen and disappear. Mm. Um, so that's what I like a lot about it. I think that it gives people the ability to grow with more ease instead of like constantly having to hustle. Yeah. And so I was like, sometimes I'm like, I freaking feel like a monkey. Like I'm yeah. like <laughs> jumping around in front of my camera, like dancing and do, do I'm like, what in the heck? Like, yes, it's exhausting. I know. I don't want to do this. <laughs> so I've recently sort of been like, I'm just going to go totally rogue on my Instagram, show mm-hmm. up, do my thing. And it just trust, you yeah, know, yeah. but I love what you're saying about how, Pinterest is a longer term gain and it's not like so tossed about by the algorithm or by the trends that are happening. So what type of entrepreneurs do you see like, Hey, if you're not on Pinterest, like this is really a place that you can get a great ROI. Like what type of entrepreneurs are we talking to right now? Yeah. So surprisingly there's space for lots of like nearly everyone, like nearly every niche has an audience on Pinterest. I think there's definitely this misconception that Pinterest is for like planning weddings and home decor, which it is, but there's also so many more opportunities there. Um, The industries that I'm specifically working with right now is photographers, um, designers. So like product designers, like 
like Etsy shops, um, creative, creative products, that kind of thing. People are shopping for that kind of stuff. Um, I am marketing for another cookie, like course creator right now. Like there's honestly like creative businesses specifically do really well. There is a creative element of Pinterest that's that you're going to find like people who have that creativity and that kind of aesthetic that they're looking for. Um, but also people are searching for like solutions to their problems. So they're looking specifically when you go to Pinterest, you're searching, how do I do something or how do I learn something? Um, so they're more ready to, to purchase and follow than, than they are on other platforms. Wow. So cool. Okay. So take us into some of your, you, you've convinced us, like we're like leaning in, like, okay, we really like Pinterest, how does someone just first starting out, like what are some key ways that they can use the platform to generate revenue? Yes, this is an awesome question. Um, I think that Pinterest is like any other kind of, like it's a tool. So it's a super powerful tool that can help you generate lots of leads, um, but it also has to be used strategically. So a lot of times people will come to us and they're pinning, meaning they're just kind of like clicking pin on a product, but with no like, like strategy behind it. Um, so I think making sure that you're pinning con like consistently is a big one. Um, so scheduling out content in advance so that you're showing up every day and the algorithm's getting used to your content. Um, creating original content is really big. So making sure that you have either product listings or, um, blog posts, some kind of value offer to add. Um, that's really important to have that kind of before you start pinning. Um, and then idea pins are the big thing right now that you can make actually like shoppable idea pins. And that's a great way to start generating revenue really quickly. So that's kind what of my idea pins. I don't start. even know what that is. Yeah. So idea pins are like, if you think, um, I want to say like reels versus static pins, like on, or I mean, like, you know, like on Instagram, like a post versus a reel. Um, but idea pins are a little more broad. They don't have to be video and they're not, they don't prioritize trends the way that reels do. It's more about like interacting, being more engaging. So you can do like carousels of images or you can do video, but it's about engaging in a way um, that you're just like making the experience more enjoyable for the user. So there, that's kind of a, a fun thing to focus on right now on Pinterest. So cool. So what is like your current sort of strategy or sales strategy with Pinterest. So obviously you talked about some key things around like pinning consistently and doing some stuff, but like if we're working to make sales or grow email lists or whatever, like what would you say are some key things to understand about Pinterest? Um, so I think like the, the three things that I usually recommend people starting with is um, quality images or graphics, which that's going to be anything online, making sure that you have high quality images that attract people's attention. Um, captions that are very helpful and engaging captions that actually like tell people what you're offering and how it can solve their problem. Um, and then 
strategic use of keywords. So because it's like an SEO based platform, um, using the, like the right keywords to attract the right audience. So like anything that you hear people talking about online, like knowing exactly who you're talking to and using the right keywords to get in front of them specifically is the best place to start. And then from there, like having a daily pin schedule where you're getting that content out regularly is the best place to start. So what about like a business like mine? Like, I'm just curious as you're talking, like my marketing team has done like some really like back-end Pinterest sort of stuff, but not a ton. We haven't focused on a ton. Yeah. Would you say somebody who's like an educator or a coach, someone like similar to me that might be listening, that this is a good marketing place to be? Or, you, you know, it's, we can only be in so many places. Like, is this one you're like, oh my gosh, you're totally missing out on growing your email list or... What are your thoughts? Um, yes, absolutely. So I'm like, of course. So, <laughs> um, so especially for that, for like the lead generating, like growing the email list for someone with like an education-based business, um, who has that kind of like funnel or some type of like infrastructure already on their site, Pinterest is such a no brainer for just getting more people to that funnel. So if you're already offering um, value, like some type of like lead magnet or freebie or opt-in that's starting them down the path of getting to know you and getting to like you, getting to trust you, that whole process, Pinterest is just like the way to keep sending people to that funnel over and over. Um, Absolutely. And, And I think the key for someone in an industry like that is to get to know very clearly, like what your audience is searching for. So being able to create a blog post that's answering like, not even just broad questions, but like specific questions that people are looking for. So a lot of like tutorials for maybe how to use a product that helps your client, or you know what I mean? Like kind of like walking them through a very specific step in their process that then leads them back to your whole offer. How, like, what have been some specific, like, things or crazy, awesome results that you've been able to get clients? Like, hey, this photographer, we did this strategy and this is what happened. Or, like, what have you seen be some of the results from Pinterest? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think specific. I know, like, with, I'll use cookies. Like, my, that those results were huge because, like, what I was able to tap into was this, um, like the tutorial side, like people like to watch a video of a cookie being decorated and then like learn step-by-step how they can do it also. So like putting those two things together was able to like grow the audience really huge, but also like turn that audience into people who wanted to buy a specific course that taught them how to do it. Um, and so, so that, and then, so I guess like a lot of my clients have had some type of like digital offer or educational offer. So even the photographers, um, like they, the photographers I've worked with tend to grow an audience really quickly. And then our challenge is to converting that audience into a paying customer. 
because the content is beautiful. Like that's what they do, right? They create these images that people want to pin. And then our challenge is getting them to go to the website and actually purchase something. So it kind of, that kind of depends on the audience, like, like the, the strategies can kind of shift. Um, but yeah, I think to answer that, but like, like I got a little, like, <laughs> that one got a little away from me. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think it just it. depends so much on like what the end goal is. But so we've seen big results for people who are like growing this huge audience. And then we have to tweak the other side and turn them into buyers. And then we have people who maybe get slower growth. Like as a marketer, I have slower audience growth but it's easier for me to convert them into buyers, if that makes sense. And what do you think that is? Like, what do you think the difference is? And as you're like analyzing that, like what's your strategic brain? Like, hmm, this, this seems to work well. And then this, yeah. Yeah. So I think there's an element of like, like the, um, the vanity metrics, right? So like how, like on Instagram, you can get a bunch of followers, but they're just following because you're like, doing a bunch of dance trends and they're not, they don't care about your actual content. So like you're kind of focusing on the wrong number. So I think like growing a big audience of people who just want to pin like pretty pictures isn't actually going to serve your business where you could take half of that many followers if they're actually engaged in what you're selling them. So I think there's that. Yeah. Yeah. So like when you're working with businesses or people who are listening who are like, yeah, I'm not about vanity metrics. I want to create buyers. Mm -hmm. What are some key things that you think about as you're working with your clients that help them create not just vanity metrics, but like people that are excited to consume their content and then buy? So I think having like a very clear call to action, both in the image and the written caption, like letting people know like what exactly they're getting, what the extra value is and how they can act on it is we're, we're seeing that makes a really big difference. So if you put a beautiful picture and people are just saving beautiful pictures, you might get a lot of saves, but what we're always aiming for is link clicks. We want people to act, not just save your image, but click on the link and go to your site. So where, so I would say my best tip for that is like, pointing people in that direction and like really letting them know how much value is going to be there for them. So like, you'll see a lot of images. If you're sending someone to a blog post, you're kind of letting them know exactly what kind of like juicy, like secrets they're going to get on that blog post or what kind of like free download they get. Like once they get there, like really letting them know like why it's worth their time to click the link. Yeah. Yeah. And get them into onto your site into your list like not just pinning pretty pictures is really key right yeah yeah so good um how have you found or how do you work to find quality leads through pinterest like is it doing those types of things are there ways that you go and engage in profiles is it just doing the consistent pinning like is there anything really specific to getting really great leads yeah so I think again, like thinking of Pinterest more like Google than you do like Instagram is helpful because it's not a lot about engaging, um, which is the the part that feels like 
a relief to a lot of business owners. Like you don't need to go do that engagement. It makes it easier to outsource because it's not like you personally needing to connect with them. That comes later. Like once they make it to your site, then they can connect with you personally. Um, thinking of Pinterest more in terms of like building those keywords and like growing over time. So I, I let clients know when I'm working with them, like we require a three month minimum, but recommend six months to really start seeing that traction. So it is more of a long-term investment as far as strategies are concerned. But then when you're getting like people who are clicking on your links and reading your content, like three years later, it's so valuable because you've already made that a long time ago and it's still working for your benefit. Um, so I think it's definitely not about the engagement. It's about the consistency. Yeah. Yeah. So you should like, this isn't going to be like an overnight success, just like anything in entrepreneurship. Right. So like you really need to be thinking of the long-term game. And I think that's too, of like, so true, like Instagram yeah, you might have followers on there for a long time, but your content dies very quickly on Instagram, right? Like, yeah, I know we get to save to story highlight bubbles and stuff like that, but I mean, even that, I'm not sure how many people are actually engaging with right. highlights, right? Like different than Pinterest where a pin that you create could bring in leads and followers years down the road. Right. And if anything, it's more likely to, because it like gains momentum. So as like, as people click with it and interact with it and save it, it like keeps showing to more and more people. It's telling Pinterest that people are interested in this kind of content. Um, and so it can just keep growing and growing for the long term, which is what's really exciting about it and makes it worth kind of like investing that time up front. And I love a good marketing strategy that is designed to stand the test of time, not just be about the trends and the quick stuff, you know? Right. Yeah. Okay. So like, as we sort of wrap up this conversation on Pinterest, can you share like if somebody is just getting started? So if they are like, maybe they've got, they use Pinterest for home decor and some recipes and they're like, okay, I should probably be tapping into this. What are some first steps that people should like, okay, let's have you do these, these things. They're manageable. And it gets you kind of going with Pinterest. Yeah. So I actually just created a checklist, a Pinterest profile checklist. That's where I always recommend starting um, because I think that's the most overwhelming part is getting started with anything new, right? Like just getting going. Um, and Pinterest specifically can feel like a lot when you're just getting into it. So um, I think like really focusing on setting up your, your profile well from the beginning, because it has those SEO like roots, um, figuring out your keywords and placing them on like in your bio, on your boards, in your descriptions, like really filling out each of those pieces um, is the best way to like start so that once you do start pinning, you already have that foundation and you're setting yourself up for like the best case scenario. We'll have to link that. Yeah. Mentioned as that resource. Awesome. Yeah. I'll send you the link for sure. That'd be great. 
thank you so much for this conversation for helping us um, think about other ways that we can market our business and like remembering like Pinterest is a search engine. It has the ability to stand the test of time and you put content on there and it can feed your business for a long time. And I think these are all like things that we're eager for, especially as we're like feeling like dancing monkeys in front of some of the current platforms. And I will say one kind of last thing. I think that because there's this idea that you need consistency to grow and like you want to do it really well. Sometimes that holds people back from even starting at all. And I am a big, huge believer, like jump in and get started. And like, even if it's messy, like download the checklist, set up your profile. And if that's all you have time for right now, like that's okay. At least you have a profile ready. Come back and set up some boards with like, when you have time, learn how to pin, like, you can do it in stages, but you're still building that foundation. So it's it's not a waste of time if you're like learning something new and trying something new. And even if the first attempt is really messy, like try it anyway, it can't hurt anything. <laughs> I love that. So good. And so such an approachable, like don't get overwhelmed. Don't get sucked into the like hustle, the like, ah, you know, like it all could happen in alignment. Yeah, absolutely. You're a gem and you are a powerhouse and such an example of like when you dream, when you have a desire, when you have a goal, like you just make it happen, materialize it. You sell the 10,000 cookies in a, <laughs> in a year, you move to Hawaii like and put your business all online. Like you can do it. Yeah, so, of course. I definitely believe that. So great. Okay let's as we wrap up can we jump into some wealthy woman rapid fire questions of course and the reason I have these is you know so many people listening I think often think oh my gosh these people in like they are like goals you know and I'm like we all have money story we all have a journey and challenges and gifts around money and so in these kinds of conversations where I'm getting to talk with experts and people who are killing it, I want to like, just be real and pull back the curtain on money and absolutely <laughs> for being willing to go into the fire with me. Of course. Okay. What's your earliest memory of money and how has that impacted you? So I remember doing like chores and babysitting like earning an allowance as a kid um and feeling just like very excited to earn my own money um which I think the impact is kind of twofold I think in a lot of ways like it's it's empowered me to to know how to like go out and earn things for myself and like take charge like get things done um I definitely also can see where it's held me back I grew up in this culture that was very like hard work was very highly valued. And I've kind of had to unlearn some of those ideas that like you have, like money has to be hard to get, to get. <laughs> I think I definitely grew up with this, like you have to earn it. You have to work. You have to like struggle for it. Um, I can see how that's impacted me for sure. I totally have a very similar story. So I resonate with that. Yeah. <laughs> What's a money moment that you are most proud of? That one for me is 
more simple. That's just creating a consistent income on my own terms. I know like the nine to five, like I have never, ever felt like I fit in that world. And I just, after, like, I struggled with like wanting to fit there and not, (laughs) and like early on, I was like, oh yeah, this is not going to work for me. So being able to create something that I did all by myself and I get to make the rules it makes means everything to me. Mm-hmm. I love that. What's been your hardest lesson around money? Um so back to that like the like very like conservative upbringing like money is the root of all evil like that's dramatic but like that's like that has been the hardest thing for me to let go of is like it's okay to want to build wealth. It's okay to like money can be really helpful and good. Like there's no reason to be afraid of it. Um, that has been really challenging for me <laughs> to get to that place. That's been a really hard one for me to unlearn. Yeah. What's well, been like an evidence moment for you with that, where you're like, money is not the root of all evil. Like what's been like a breakthrough moment where you're like, I, yeah, that's, I I'm having a breakthrough around that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would say, I mean, most recently, like being able to, to move in our family, like have this life experience to get to like, teach my 11 year old to surf after school, like that, like to be able to provide her with this kind of life and for like, with like in freedom is not something that I would have been able to do, you know, like with a lot of like any other jobs, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, so I think realizing like it takes money to do that. And the money is not like what's bringing us joy or sorrow. It's the money just is like the tool that let us get here. But I think that for me has been like, just really exciting and empowering to realize like, there's nothing actually like great or bad about the money. The money's just letting us live the way we want to live. Yeah. It's neutral, right? It's a tool. Yeah. Mm. Right. I think for me, like learning to see it that way has been really helpful. I think so many people are going to resonate with what you're sharing. Awesome. If I were to give you a hundred thousand dollars right now, what would you do with it? Oh my gosh. Okay. This one is so hard for me. I am, I'm a little bit impulsive. So I'm like, (laughs) if you really did, I might go like plan a big trip. Um, but I don't want to travel and homeschool with my sixth grader right now. So I would probably do something more. I might buy a house actually. I bet that's what I would do realistically. I might buy a house because I don't feel like I want to, <laughs> I'm like, that's kind of boring. <laughs> You're such a seven. You're like, is that fun enough? I know. <laughs> oh that's probably I would probably buy a house I want to say like that I would invest in my business and stuff but I feel like my business is like in a great place where I'm happy with the like the the amount of growth that is I I don't necessarily need that to like jump start I think I would just be boring and buy a little house on the beach (laughs) hey that sounds pretty great to me I know okay if you're being your impulsive bougie self. What do you yeah. splurge on? 
Okay. This is a funny one because I am a little impulsive, but I'm not actually very bougie. Um, I do, I buy, I like to buy coffees out like every day. I, I spend money on coffee at the coffee shop almost every single day, which is really extra. And <laughs> what's your, what's your order? I just love an iced coffee with coconut milk. It's like, I love it. <laughs> you love the ex- okay, so tell me this. Do you love the experience of going and getting the coffee? Or is it the actual coffee? Because if it's just an iced coffee with coconut milk, you can do that at home. So what's, I know you can what's make the bougie? Yeah, what's the thing about that for you? I love... I love to go get it. I love to be like a regular at the coffee shop. I love the whole, I love all of it. I love to like, I love to try new coffee shops. I love to meet new people at the coffee shops. I love like, I just like really- It's just more fun. (laughs) It's a millennial of me. Like, I just love, like I love the whole experience. And there is something like, I know you can make it at home, but it's, I don't know. I just really love to go get it. I love it. I've gone back and forth with my husband on this, where he's like, he'll like do a breakdown. He'll tell me how much money I'm spending on coffee. I'm like, I just don't care. I I would rather like, I'm not buying a lot of expensive clothes. I'm not like nothing else. I like to spend money on travel and coffee (laughs) and I just want it. (laughs) And I just, I'm giving myself permission to have it. (laughs) I just want to have it and enjoy it. Ashley, you're such a joy. Thank you for being um, a resource for us when it comes to Pinterest and thinking about expanding our marketing efforts in ways that feel aligned and sustainable and for being so open about your money story. Where can people find you? I know they're going to be in love with you and tell us where you hang out. Um, So ashleygreeno.com is my website and I for all my Pinterest talk, I also do like to hang out on Instagram. <laughs> so I'm Ashley Green on marketing um, on Instagram. I would say that's where I'm the most social. Um, Pinterest is like like that, like kind of long-term investment, but Instagram's where I like to socialize. So I really love um like actually. I'm kind of like you, like, I can't always keep up with all the trends, but I I genuinely love to like meet and connect with people. Yes. Like in the DMs on Instagram. I have a lot of friends that I've met that way. <laughs> like, so that's where I'm hanging out. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we will make sure to link that checklist as well so people can check out that resource. Thank you again for your time, for your genius, for expanding us into all the possibilities. You're, you're a gem. Awesome. Of course. This was lovely. Thanks for having me. Are you a creative entrepreneur looking for next level support when it comes to your money mindset and management? It's time to get on top of your numbers once and for all. Do you want to upgrade your lifestyle, make a bigger impact in the world, or gain more time back into your day? Your big dreams are all coming back to one thing, money. So I've developed a secret sauce money matrix formula to combine the power of an abundance mindset with money management tools specifically for creative entrepreneurs like you. Stop hiding from your numbers and start getting strategic. Head to www.erinbridgman.com to learn everything you need to know about my coaching programs. It's time to completely transform and change the way you view and manage money so you can show up like the wealthy woman you are meant to be. Apply to work with me one-on-one at 
www.aaronbridgman.com.